T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Twins Magazine underway ahead of the Twins and the Guardians Game 2. Of the three-game set, closing out this long homestand, the longest of the year for the Minnesota Twins. Twins won on Friday night 12-8. It was a wild game. Uh, Twins, at one point through five innings, led 11-1 before uh, the Guardians claw back with two in the sixth, two in the seventh, two again in the ninth. Twins ultimately prevail 12-8. And that three-game losing streak at the hands of the Houston Astros is in the rearview mirror. We'll have much more on tonight's ball game coming up in just a little bit. But the last night, the Twins got off to a fast start and got some home runs early from some familiar faces, and including Byron Buxton and Jorge Polanco. Here's one from Buxton. 93, you can touch 94. 2-2 pitch, a drive to left center field and deep. This ball is back at the track, at the wall. Gone, Buxton's second deck home run. one nothing Twins. Yeah, Byron Buxton goes second deck. Jorge Polanco got into the act in inning number one as well. And the 3-2 pitch, a fly ball, that's it well to center. Straw going back. He's at the track. At the wall. That's gone. Polanco straightaway central. His fourth home run. And the Twins' bats come to life here in the opening inning. 2 nothing Twins. So the Twins got off to a fast start in the ball game, but the real fireworks came in the fifth. Royce Lewis, his first major league home run. And a pitch. Swung out, hit high in the air, left field. Get up, get up. It's out of here. A Royce Lewis grand slam. First homer's a grand slam. Twins lead 11-2. Great call by Dan Gladden there. First major league home run, a grand slam. Twins built the big lead and cruise. Sonny Gray struggled a little bit. Four and a third, four hits, two runs, two earned, walked four, did strike out eight, leaves the ball game. Griffin Jacks gets credit for the win, goes two and a third, four hits, uh, four runs, all of those earned, three walks and a strikeout, still gets credit for the victory. Twins hang on, win a wild one, 12 to eight last night. Uh, the manager, Rocco Baldelli, talked about the ball game in general. 
it came down to the good at bats that we crave. We had one after the other. It was kind of a it was kind of a breakthrough where we actually created that the, the really great separation that we're always uh, we're always after. So when you're able to do that, everything after that changes in your favor. You know, you don't have to play perfect baseball when you have an offensive outburst like that. So we'll take that all day long. It was a lot of fun uh, uh, on many levels. Yeah, great night for a ball game as well at Target Field. Uh, twins get the W. And the manager went on to talk about Royce Lewis and his first Major League home run. It's a, kind of a once-in-a-lifetime thing that, that happened. And, uh, you know, you're looking for that, and you're looking for, you know, you looked around, really, and you saw the guys kind of rallying around him and enjoying it with him. And then the fans were really on it. And uh, were, they, were, they were wanting something there. They were, they were wanting... Uh, you know, they were giving it to Royce, I think, and, and Royce, you know, was able to give it back to him. Uh, you don't, those are not everyday types of things that you see when you come to the ballpark, and uh, I, I consider it pretty special. It was it was great. Yeah, it was a cool moment, and uh, speaking of that, the curtain call, uh, Royce Lewis uh, talked about that honor. Yeah, it's fun, you know. <laughs> uh, it's been a couple now, so now i, I got to keep living up to those expectations. Uh no, I, I, I really appreciate it. This fan base has been always, always really, really special to me and um, have always been great to me. So, Minnesota nice. Yeah, uh, cool moment indeed. One of the things that came up post-game is, okay, Royce Lewis playing really, really well. Gets a grand slam last night, one of the heroes in the ball game. Uh, but he is getting playing time because Carlos Correa is injured. Uh, what about when uh, Correa uh, returns to the Twins lineup what happens to Royce Lewis? How do they keep him in the mix? I think that's more of a conversation for the future. I don't, I don't think that's something that any of us know. Um, have we discussed it uh, more in general terms? Yes. But, you know, once the season starts, it's not really a general terms kind of, kind, kind of discussion. He's got great ability. He could probably play other places on the field and do it very well. I would not doubt that one bit. Uh, but I think those decisions will come as, as time goes on. But I will say... He's playing really well. And uh, when you see a guy take the field uh, and you see a guy that has both the you know, ability, the physical ability, the athletic ability um, to do you know, unique things, you know, change a game with, what, with, the, with the things that he can do, um, it really stands out. You know? He hit the, the, the grand slam. I mean, he hit a ball 114, I think, off the bat. Today. I mean, like, you don't see those things too often from a, a, you know, a young, wiry middle infielder who you know hits the ball like that um it's very exciting uh but you don't want to put too much on his shoulders you just want him to be able to come in relax and play the game twins get the w on friday night beating the guardians 12-8 same two teams tonight at target field much more on tonight's ball game a little bit later on in our twins magazine show coming up we're going to talk about a full lineup of 2022 free youth baseball and softball clinics all over twins territory and Chelsea Falzone, a Twins Manager of Youth Engagement, will talk about those upcoming camps and clinics all over Twins territory. And then following the news and weather at 5, uh, brand new guest, Lou Hennessy, writes about the Twins for zone coverage and our website, wccoradio.com. We will talk about Twins pitching to this point in the season. Then set the stage for Chris Hatterberry in the pregame show at 5.30. And, of course, Corey and Danny with all the play-by-play tonight from Target Field. Great night for a ball game here on News Talk.
E3-O-W-C-C-O. Twins and Guardians. Game two of the three-game Senate target field tonight. Great night for a ball game. And then a uh, beautiful day on Sunday uh, for the finale of the three-gamer beginning at 110. Uh, Twins will be out west. They get the A's on Monday night, so they will leave town uh, tomorrow night. Uh, great news. One of the great traditions of the Twins organization is underway, and that is uh, the 2022 Free Youth Baseball and Softball Clinics all over Twins territory. And Chelsea Falzon, Twins Manager of Youth Engagement, uh, talking about uh, these upcoming clinics. Uh, Chelsea, once again, a great tradition, really going back to day one of the Twins arriving in Minnesota. Yeah, Steve, thanks so much for having me. You are spot on with that. I mean, we are in the 61st season of these free play ball Minnesota youth clinics. So uh, this is an incredibly long tradition we have at the Twins, and it's it's an honor to be a part of it. Yeah, and w- what's so wonderful, Great River Energy is, is a, a sponsor with the Minnesota Twins, and they happen literally all over Twins territory. Minnesota, uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, th- there is definitely uh, a, a clinic I- in a town near you. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, I definitely recommend that people check out our website at twinsbaseball.com backslash playball to see if we're coming to a town near you because you're exactly right. We put on about 50 of these free clinics every summer. Uh, So with 50 clinics, it's pretty likely that we're coming to a town near you. Uh, We are going as far away as 10 hours west. Uh, from the Twin Cities. So we'll be in Powers Lake, North Dakota this summer, and we are going as close as North Minneapolis, so right outside of the Target Field gates. Uh, We go all over, and that is the whole intent of these clinics. We just want to show Twins territory that we see them, we care about them, and we want to help them find the love of baseball and softball that we have. And they're every weekend through the middle of August, so plenty of opportunities to get involved. And uh, they're targeted to youngsters uh, 6 through 12, boys, girls, baseball, softball. Everybody is welcome. Yep, that's exactly right. Everybody is absolutely welcome. Any skill level, ages 6 to 12, if you have a 5-year-old brother or sister, we won't tell on you. Uh, Definitely bring them along, too. Our clinicians are really skilled, and they can – they separate people according to age, uh, age and ability quite well. Um, so absolutely encourage you to come out. We, we uh, have some baseball-specific clinics and some softball-specific clinics, and we've had girls and boys at both, so it doesn't matter at all. Um, the instruction is, is, uh, is good for anybody. So yeah. uh, happy to see anybody come out. And uh, how, how do people find out about these clinics and uh, when a clinic's going to be near them? Yeah, check out our website at twinsbaseball.com. Uh, well, I guess it's called forward slash Playball. Um, so there's a whole list of clinics on our website online, and they are completely free to attend. I want to be very clear about that. They are free to attend. Our goal is to make baseball and softball instruction incredibly accessible. Uh, and even if you do not have a glove, we have a couple extra that we always bring to our clinics with us just so uh, everybody has the opportunity to play. So check out our, our website Come to a clinic near you. Come to every single one of them if you want to, and we'll be happy to see you there. Yeah, outstanding, Chelsea. Thanks for the update. So we are underway. These free youth baseball and softball clinics uh, underway all around Twins territory. And one one thing I didn't know about, 
but I, I learned about this this week is that uh, you can get the latest info on Twitter as well at Twins Community. At Twins Community is a great way to go. Yeah, that's right. Check us out on Twitter at Twins Community. We update it all the time. All right, Chelsea. Uh, have a great evening. Great night for a ball game. That's right. Get outside, guys. Thanks so much for talking, Steve. I appreciate it. Go Twins. All right, Chelsea Falzone, Twins manager of youth engagement. Uh, talking about those those camps that are underway. And once again, a big thanks to Great River Energy. And here's a little tidbit. Since the beginning of the program, way back in 1961, more than 800,000 kids have participated in a Twins Youth Clinic. And as Chelsea managed out of the gate, the 61st season of the program, and the program started in 1961 by longtime twin scout Angelo Giuliani. So just uh, great, great stuff. And uh, once again, uh, playballmn.com is uh, a, a great uh, website to go to. You go to the Twins website, twinsbaseball.com, or playballmn.com. Uh, uh, Twins and Guardians coming up, game two of that three-game set at Target Field. A great night for a ball game. Devin Smeltzer on uh, the mound tonight. And uh, Shane Bieber will tow the rubber uh, for the uh, Guardians in game two. Twins won 12-8 last night. Still to come on the program, another update uh, following the uh, from the GOP State Convention in Rochester. We'll have a complete update on the weather. And then... Uh, we're going to visit with uh, a brand-new guest, Lou Hennis. He writes about the Twins for Zone Coverage and WCCRadio.com. We'll talk about Twins pitching so far this season and then get you set for the ball game. Cruz Satterberry at our pregame show at 5.30. Corey Provost, Dan Gladden with all the play-by-play at 6.10 here on News Talk, E3O-WCCO. Update on that weather. A uh, little windy now, but those winds are going to die down this evening. Our winds are northwest at 16, gusting to 25 miles an hour. We have 73 degrees. For tonight, partly cloudy and 51. Uh, Those winds will be out of the west at 5 to 15. So if you're on the fence about whether or not to go down to Target Field, go for it. It's going to be a great night. And then on Sunday, sunny and 72, light winds out of the west. Monday, sunny and 70. Tuesday, slight chance of rain. 66. Wednesday, a slight chance of rain and 70. Better chance of rain later in the week. Once again, the news at 5 here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. Twins Magazine on a great Saturday in May. Twins and Guardians. Game two of the three games set. Shane Bieber against Devin Smeltzer tonight. First pitch a little over an hour away. Our pregame show, Chris Atterbury at 530. And then, of course, first pitch at 6.10, Corey Provis, Dan Gladden. Uh, final weekend of this longest homestand of the year. Twins will hit the road, and on this upcoming road trip, uh, they will visit Oakland and play the A's at the decrepit Coliseum uh, this coming week. And then uh, after that, travel to Kansas City, and play at Kauffman Stadium, and that's a gem. Um, I haven't made a ton of road trips to other ballparks. Certainly I've seen a lot of games at the Old Met, the Metrodome, Target Field, 
but I have been to Kauffman Stadium, and it, it, it's a great road trip. And there's always a lot of Twins fans that, that make that trip. And May is a good time to be in Kansas City. Uh, June, July, August, not so much because of the heat and humidity. But uh, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of Twins fans down at Kauffman Stadium for that weekend series next weekend. And if you can't make it, well, you can catch games right here on the home of the Twins News Talk, E3OWCCO. Lots of Twins coverage at Zone coverage, and Lou Hennessy writes about the Twins and is good enough to join us ahead of Game 2 of this three-game set. Lou, good to visit with you. Thanks for the time. Oh, hi, Steve. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good to visit with you. Uh, you you've done a couple of pieces recently at Zone coverage uh, about Twins pitching, and I, I, I've said this to this point. Now, in a, we're coming off a 12-8 Twins win on Friday night where maybe uh, pitching wasn't the strong suit for either club in the ballgame. But in general, to this point in the 2022 season, the Twins pitching overall has been a big surprise. Yeah, definitely. you got to think it's been a surprise for something that many of us thought was going to be the biggest question mark heading into this season. You know, uh, the Twins starters to this point have the fifth best ERA in the AL and they have the fourth best strikeout per nine rate. At this point in the season last year, they were ninth in the ERA and 13th in strikeouts, and that was really before the wheels fell off, so to speak. So the last couple yeah. of trips to the rotation have been mediocre, but you know, especially compared to the first few weeks. But I'll gladly take these results over what was supposed, like I said, supposed to be the biggest question mark heading into the season. Yeah, and among the starters, Sonny Gray went last night, but you get the sense that, that Sonny Gray is still trying to find his footing, if you will. Uh, a very abbreviated spring training, didn't pitch a ton in spring training, and, and now in, certainly in a situation where uh, the, the the Twins are going to go with Devin Smeltzer tonight, but I, I don't think we've seen Sonny Gray's best at this point. I agree. You know, I think they, they wanted a little more from Sonny Gray when they gave up Chase Petty, their first-round pick last year. But he's always been somebody who has had a kind of a slow ramp up into the season. And I think, like you said, we're hoping for hoping to see the best of Sonny Gray yet to come. Yeah, and uh, there, there's no doubt uh, coming out, Joe Ryan got the, the start in the season opener and the home opener at Target Field. And in general – has has been everything is advertised. Now, going up against Verlander the other night in the Houston Astros, Verlander got the better of that, but but in, in general, Ryan's been pretty good. Yeah, definitely. You know, one of the keys for Joe Ryan is always going to be his, his fastball that he throws and kind of being able to locate that where he really wants it. Um, opponents are hitting just 111 on his elevated fastballs on the season, and they have no extra base hits. Uh, that's second in baseball among starting pitchers against and the only person who has a better rate is Justin Verlander who like you said he went against the other night and had a gem of a start yeah and I, I have to wonder and and I, I don't know if you felt this way Lou but in that game there, there was part of it I'm going against a future Hall of Famer tonight good ball club in Houston that that's part of the mental game for a young pitcher it's like I'm in the big leagues and I'm going against Verlander, there's a good chance that, you know, he w- he was one of Ryan's idols growing up. And, and that's a big spot mentally for a kid to be in. 
Definitely, definitely. And like you said, the Astros are a great lineup. You know, they, they do a great job of seeing the ball all the way through. They spit at anything that's, you know, close outside. Um, like you said, he's going against a future Hall of Famer in Justin Verlander. So if he's going to get adversity against any team, it, I'm glad it was against one of the better teams in the league. It's a little more encouraging that way. Yeah, and uh, Ryan will get the start, by the way, tomorrow in the final game of the homestand. You also talked about the bullpen and how uh, in a recent piece a couple of days ago, uh, Lou, uh, about the Twins being able to take starters, convert that in to uh, uh, big-time bullpen help. And that was another question mark coming into this season, and it looks like the Twins have found some guys that can get it done at the back end of a game. Definitely, definitely. You know, Yohan Duran has been one of the nastiest pitchers when he's got his best stuff on him. And uh, Griffin Jacks, since transitioning to a bullpen role, looks like a completely new guy this year. You know, he's putting a little mustard on his fastball and he's pumping it up uh, more than two miles per hour faster than it was last year. And he's getting what I like to call the Matt Whistler special, where he throws his slider more than half the time now. And that's, that's something you can do when you make the transition to a bullpen role and you don't see a lineup three times through. Yeah, and is it also a factor where these guys can say, I'm not going to need to try and go six in a starting role where I can really lay it out on the line and and throw hard and know that, you know, I'm going to make one turn through the lineup at most in this particular appearance? That's exactly right. You know, they can kind of put their foot down on the pedal a little harder, knowing that, okay, I'm going to go one, maybe two innings. We saw them try to push it a little bit yesterday, and he got knocked around, but you know, if he's if he's going out there for one or two innings and he's really pumping that fastball, like I said, you know, he's going to find some better success. Yeah, and we're we're getting familiar with with the new names among the the starters in the bullpen, uh, the the veterans that were brought in, and and some of the youngsters. But uh, there, there is more pitching in the pipeline, isn't there, Luke? Definitely. You know, we saw Jordan Belazovich um, make his start, uh, first start for the St. Paul Saints last week, and he's one of the more ballyhooed prospects that the Twins have, especially for their starting pitcher role. So it's, they're going to really want him to start getting rolling and uh, get some momentum at AAA. And, you know, maybe he gets the call later this year. But um, it's just really exciting to see that these guys are getting pretty close to helping the big league ball club. Uh, Lou Hennessy joining us, writes about the Twins for zone coverage. Um, Lou, great to visit with you. Thanks so much for the time. And we'll have to do it again real soon. Oh, I'd love that. Thanks for having me, Steve. Pleasure chatting with you. All right. Once again, Lou Hennessy writes about the Twins for Zone Coverage and WCCRadio.com. And, of course, the Odyssey app. It is free. Uh, download it. Hard to beat free. Um, and uh, I get a lot of use out of the app uh, my, myself. 515 here at News Talk, 830 WCC will come back, take a sneak peek at the Twins' batting order in the ballgame tonight, and we may have time to get another update uh, from the GOP convention in Rochester. Paul Hodawanek has been there all afternoon for us, actually all day for us here on News Talk, 830 WCCO. Will they endorse a candidate for governor? We'll get into that. Our pregame show, Twins and Guardians at 530, Chris Atterbury, Corey Provost, Stan Gladden with all the play-by-play after six. It'll be Shane Bieber against Devin Smeltzer tonight at Target Field here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Target Field is the place. Guardians and Twins, game two of the three-game set. Twins try and make it two in a row tonight. Devin Smeltzer on the mound. Shane Bieber 
for Cleveland. We'll have a rundown of the Twins' batting order. Chris Atterbury minutes away at 5.30. But first to Rochester, GOP State Convention. Do we have an endorsed candidate for governor? Paul Hodowanek has been there all day. Uh, Paul, the plot thickens. Yes, Steve. We do not have an endorsement. Uh, This is my first convention. Otherwise, I would say I've never seen anything like this before, but I, I truly have not. After Scott Jensen got 59% in the seventh ballot, just 1% away from clearing the 60% threshold he needs to get the, the endorsement, the Republican endorsement for governor, uh, he fell back. He fell back to 56% in this latest ballot, and it's because of some controversy. Like we talked about on the last call, the swing that pushed Jensen from about 38% in the sixth ballot to that 59% in the seventh ballot was the backing from Mike Murphy, the mayor of Lexington and one-time gubernatorial candidate who failed to make it past the sixth ballot. He was in the running. He lost below 20% of the vote, which means he was eliminated from contention. And Murphy came on stage with Jensen and endorsed Jensen as governor. But Murphy also claimed that Kendall Qualls, the other candidate for governor, offered him the position on his campaign of lieutenant governor. So Murphy had a choice, Qualls or Jensen. But Murphy says that Qualls later rescinded his offer, and that led him to go back to Jensen. So then Murphy gets on stage. He calls Qualls a sellout. But then Qualls had the opportunity, after the vote fell back, to get on stage, and he disputed the claim. He said there had been discussions with Murphy about a role in the administration, but Murphy stormed off from the meeting when he didn't get his way. So we have conflicting reports. Murphy's saying he did get the offer. Uh Qualls is saying we had vague conversations, but that is not what happened. So these two sides are at odds. And the delegation seems to kind of have turned a little of it and said, maybe, okay, do we believe, who do we believe? Because the vote, they really needed maybe 12, 20 additional votes from that 59% to get over. They lost votes. So clearly there is a lack of trust in what happened there. And now, we are less than 40 minutes away from that 6 p.m. deadline. That is when they were supposed to be done with this convention, and that is when they would just have to move on without an endorsement. So it's unclear. I think we might have one more vote here, and it's probably going to come down to if Mike Murphy can convince the voters or the delegation on stage that, no, this is what happened. It's going to become a he said, he said situation, and it's going to be fascinating to see who prevails because right now some of that Jensen support has come back to Qualls who seemed to believe him in his claims. Now, there, there was a moment earlier in the day, about an hour ago, where there was a discussion that they could uh, agree to adjourn without endorsing a candidate. And, and clearly on this next ballot, if someone doesn't get 60%, they, they would adjourn and they would not have an endorsed candidate. Yeah, it's all about the timing. I, they've said 6 p.m. is their deadline. Uh, we don't know if that means the staff's going to force them out of the building or if they try to milk it for as long as they can to try to get an endorsement that much is unclear we will see here in a little bit but yeah that was a conversation and someone did come up from the delegation as they have a right to do and asked for a motion to not endorse a candidate and they allowed him to speak they allowed both sides to speak for and against and the delegation decided no we're not going to stop right now we want to keep voting we want to get an endorsement but then the vote comes back and people have come back towards qualls so enough people said no, I don't feel great about that, and have come back. So they have decided once that they want to keep going, but 
they may not have a choice here in a little bit. They need to be forced to go with Jensen, a candidate that some have come back to, or they go in without an endorsement and head for a primary. Yeah, and, and finally, Paul, one of the things you brought up earlier in the day, the goal was was to come out of Rochester with an endorsed candidate and everyone behind that endorsed candidate. But based on what's transpired late this afternoon, even if they do get an endorsed candidate, someone does get over 60%, the yeah. idea that they would be unified behind that candidate is hard to believe at this moment. Yeah, and all the candidates did say, take a pledge that they said they would respect the endorsement of the party, but I don't think Kendall Qualls was in, in like was factoring in for this type of situation to happen, where he gets okay. his integrity called into question. He's leading at that point when that comes into question. So I think that would open the door for him to say, no, 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 we need to go in and do a primary regardless of the endorsement. He has not said either way what he will do if Jensen gets endorsed. Though. All right, uh, Paul Hodowanek uh, from Rochester in the GOP State Convention. No endorsement yet. Our Twins coverage begins at 5.30, but our coverage of the GOP State Convention will continue online. Great work today, Paul. Thanks so much. Thanks, Steve. All right, Paul Hodowanek uh, joining us. And, of course, uh, we'll, we'll have the aftermath tomorrow morning uh, with Al Schock from our newsroom. Here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. All right, let's get back to the business at hand. Twins and Guardians coming up. Chris Atterbury is standing by with our pregame show. He'll have a ton of information for you as we count down to first pitch at 610 tonight. Bieber against Smeltzer at Target Field. Now, how are the Twins going to go in this ball game today? Well, I have that in front of me. And it will be Arise, Polanco, Sanchez, Kepler, Urshela, Miranda, Gordon Celestino and Lewis, who hit the Grand Slam last night, his first major league home run, uh, a big moment in the ball game last night. Uh, but once again, Arise will DH and lead off. Jorge Polanco will play second and bat second. Gary Sanchez will catch and bat third. Max Kepler in right field will bat cleanup. Batting fifth at third base, Gio Urshela. Batting sixth and playing first, Jose Miranda. Batting seventh and playing left, Nick Gordon. Batting eighth in center fielder, uh, or in center field, uh, Galberto Celestino. And batting ninth, the shortstop, Royce Lewis. So uh, Byron Buxton getting the night off. We'll find out, I'm sure, uh, about that part of the story uh, with Chris Atterbury in a few minutes. Uh, Meanwhile... Uh, Cleveland will start uh, Shane Bieber tonight. Uh, Bieber, a tough customer, but so far a slow start in 2022. 1-2 his ERA, 4.13. Let's see if we can get you up to date real quickly on what's going on around the major leagues on this Saturday afternoon. Most of the game under the lights tonight in the bigs, but there is some action on the, this Saturday afternoon. Uh, San Diego leading Atlanta 5-2, top of the eighth. In the bottom of the seventh, uh, the Los Angeles Angels lead the Oakland Athletics 1-0. The Twins headed for Oakland to start a series on Monday night. Uh, meanwhile, Detroit leading Baltimore 3-0. That game in the bottom of the eighth. Just underway, Toronto at Tampa Bay. Blue Jays lead it 1-0. Also just underway in Miami, Milwaukee leading the Marlins 1-0. Uh, set to get started shortly, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. PNC's a beaut. Uh, That game getting started at 535. Under the lights, game two, Angels and A's. Houston is in Washington. 
Boston is in Texas. Seattle travels to New York to play the Mets. Uh, You've got New York in Chicago to play the White Sox on the south side. Chicago and Phoenix to play the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Kansas City is in Colorado to play the Rockies tonight. And Philadelphia in L.A. to play the Dodgers. Oh, by the way, one game early. Uh, The Giants fall to the Cardinals in St. Louis, 4-0. Big thanks to everyone for tuning in today. Big thanks to Kerry Klatt, our producer. Twins and Guardians coming up next here on News Talk. 830-WCCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.